Hello, this is Reverend Raymond Kaufman, pastor of the Log Cabin Community Church in Vinings, Georgia. Welcome to our podcast, where today we're discussing the parable of the rich fool. I read this week about how early indigenous people, very cleverly, used to catch monkeys by hollowing out a coconut. They would take a coconut, hollow it out, put a small hole in there, and they'd put some sort of food to entice the monkeys to come by, like some rice or some type of food. They would put it off to the side and kind of disguise it a little bit. The monkeys would come along and smell that food. They'd reach their hands in to that coconut, knowing they got something treasured, got a good meal. And then they would not let go, and they, they could not get their hands out. The It was the hole was small enough to put their hand in, but once they clutched something inside that prized food, those monkeys would not let go of it. So then they would capture that monkey. So in short, the monkey went from getting his dinner to being someone else's dinner that night. You know, clearly it was not the coconut that was really trapping the monkey. Rather, the trap was the monkey's own mind they, they felt like they had had something and they would not let go of it. The monkey's attachment to this physical possession kept them captive in that moment. How many of us find ourselves holding on to something that we hold on very tightly, one of our possessions or, or things that we have? You know, a lot of us talk about having collections of things, you know, in our homes or in our lives. I watch television program here in the United States. It's about hoarders that people who uh, collect so much stuff in their homes that they have rooms that they can't even enter or can't even use. I heard of a woman recently who had a three-bedroom home and she slept on the sofa because all of these bedrooms were filled with, with magazines and newspapers and boxes of sort of things that her family were very distressed about. I notice in my neighborhood that... Um, we all have two-car garages, and uh, my family, we park our two cars in our garage. But many of my neighbors use their garages not for cars, which is where they're designed for, but use it for storage and park their cars outside. There's no judgment there. But what I'm saying is many of us are very, very blessed. We have more possessions than what we need. I, I heard this quote, and I love it. It's, it's like this. It says, don't be concerned with having things but never let the things have you. Are we able to hold on lightly to those things that we possess that we don't become greedy? You know, I read the parable of the rich fool this week in Luke, the, the gospel of Luke, the 12th chapter. And Jesus was teaching and this man came up and he says, hey, Jesus, could you solve this problem for me? My brother and I are fighting over um, my parents' inheritance. Would you solve this problem for me? And Jesus said, I'm not a judge and I'm not here, here to solve those sort of problems. And then he told this story, this parable of the rich fool. And he, he told the story of this man who had was very blessed. He had a farm and he had so much grain and he had so had, had such good crops and everything was going so well he said i have to tear down my barns i'm going to build bigger barns so i can store all of these things that i have and after he saved all of this stuff and had all of this food he has then that night 
his life was taken from him. And then Jesus said, now who, he made all these preparations. He had all these things, but what good would it be for him? And the moral of the story that Jesus said is, it, it says, so it is with those who store up treasures for themselves, but are not rich towards God. Um, Jesus here is talking about greed. And, and he's talking about people who have to attend to their spiritual lives as much as their physical lives and the things they're holding on to. So Jesus is encouraging us to be attentive to our spiritual lives. There's a lot of conversation today about people who work, who have a good work-life balance, meaning that you spend time at work, you get your job done, but you have to take time to spend time with your family, your friends, your loved ones, and you, you balance out your work life with your personal life in order to have, have emotional well-being in your life. But I encourage us to not just to have a work-life balance, but to have a spiritual life balance. Taking time to do the necessary things that we need to do in life, but also being attentive to our spiritual and our emotional needs. How do you attend to your spiritual life? Is it through study? Is it through prayer? Is it quiet time? Is it meditation? Is it listening to spiritual music? Is it reading inspirational material? Is it spending time in nature and just enjoying the, enjoying the beauty of God's creation here in the South? And this time of year, we're enjoying October, beautiful fall weather. The leaves are starting to turn. The weather is turning crisp. It really is a time when we focus on this transition in weather and we realize that God has made a beautiful world for us to enjoy. I read a quote this week by famous theologian C.S. Lewis, and C.S. Lewis was a very famous uh, thinker of his day. He wrote the books that you may have read earlier in your life, The Chronicles of Narnia. And he wrote this passage, and it's entitled Evading God, and I'd like to share it with you. It goes like this. It says, honest rejection of Christ, however mistaken, will be forgiven and healed. Whosoever shall speak a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him. But to evade the Son of Man, to look the other way, to pretend you haven't noticed, to become suddenly absorbed in something on the other side of the street, to leave the receiver off the telephone because it might be he who was ringing you up, or to leave unopened certain letters in a strange handwriting because they might be from him. This is a different matter. You may not be certain yet whether you ought to be a Christian, but you do know you ought to be a person, not an ostrich hiding its head in the sand. The opposite of evading God is, is seeking God. The encouragement in our lives is to seek God in the ways that we can by opening ourselves up to him holding on to those things, those possessions, very lightly. You know, in this parable, the man who came to Jesus was asking him originally for advice, but the man really wasn't asking for help. He had already determined in his mind what was the right thing to do concerning his brother and this inheritance. Do we ever do that? Do we ever approach God, maybe in our prayer lives, and we've already determined what is right and wrong? 
Have we ever prayed for God to change the other person so the conflict will end? Instead of maybe praying that we could change within ourselves. And maybe by us changing and the person we're having conflict changing, of us both being flexible and maybe having a compromise and meeting in the middle. I think about ministers who are asked to pray before a sporting event. You know, how do you pray that one team loses and the other team wins? It's, it's a tough situation. You know, for this man in this parable, his wealth was everything for him. He, he spoke about my crops and my barns and my goods, but he never pondered who he could help with the blessings that he had. Another theologian uh, named Ambrose of Milan, he passed away in 397 AD. But in some of his writings, he points out this neat thought. He says, ample storage was already available in the mouths of the poor and the needy. That man could have shared his possessions, his belongings. As opposed to being greedy, he could have shared food with those who are really poor and needy. In the New Testament, the book of Ephesians, we read these verses. It says, thieves must give up stealing. Rather, let them labor and work honestly with their own hands so as to have something to share with the needy. You know, we always can look around and find ways we can give back to others. A quote someone told me years ago, and it's stuck in my head. It's kind of corny, but it, it does have a great meaning. It's like this. I have never seen a hearse pulling a U-Haul. You know, the hearse that's taking the casket to the cemetery for its final burial. You know, we can't take our possessions with us. So we do hold on to those things lightly. The moral of the parable Jesus was saying is, to be rich in your relationship towards God. But how can we be rich towards our relationship in God? You know, in the book of Peter, we read, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace. When we take the gifts that we have had in our lives, and it may not be possessions, it may be something more, it might be a gift of serving, or it might be using some of your time in a beneficial way. What gift are you using to make the world a better place? Back in the days when there were pirates on pirate ships, uh, they would try to join together as um, a fleet of two or three ships, and they would try to stay close together. If one ship was getting a little far off, they would try to send them a lifeline. And they learned that they could do this very successfully by taking a cannonball and tying a certain knot around that cannonball. It was a very specific knot because it had to go around a circular spear like that cannonball. And they called it a monkey's fist because it held on tightly to that cannonball. They would take that cannonball and throw it to another ship. And that would be a lifeline to pull it back in so that the ships could stay together successfully. You know, if we look at our world around us today, there's many people in need. And I believe many people today need to be thrown a lifeline. What do you have that could help others? Are we going to go through life tight-fisted and let other people struggle alone? Are we going to try to bring goodness and light and the gospel of Jesus Christ, good things to other people by using the gifts that we have. 
Will we hold on tight or will we throw a lifeline? My prayer for you this week, as all of us will learn to use the gifts that God has given us and to share freely to help our world become a better place. Thank you and God bless you. 